Hey, everybody. I'm Mr. Democracy. Uh, you know me, I'm Mr. Freedom. We're hanging out. Got my pineapple shirt. <laughs> nice. Isn't it the same shirt you wore to your, uh, to your bachelor party? I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, it's one of my summer shirts. I got some different summer shirts. Yeah, so do I. They're really nice. It's truly summer now. Gotta get ready for it. It's, uh, it's, it's officially here now. I got the barbecue going. Got the pineapple shirt on. This weekend, I'm gonna build a raised bed. Yeah, pretty sweet. I'm gonna be going to my friend's barbecue party tomorrow. Oh, I was gonna ask you over to, to help move five tons of dirt. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> Alright, you'll be there in spirit. Yeah, exactly. I'll be there for moral support. <laughs> I believe in the democracy. I believe in it. I believe in the freedom, so there you go. Well, that's good. So, I hope everybody else has had a good week. It's coming up on a long weekend now in beautiful, sunny Canada. What do they call this one? Victoria Day? Memorial Day? Yeah, Victoria Day. God, God bless the Queen, the fascist regime. Dun, 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 In Canada, <laughs> you either, either serve London or Rome or Washington. We got a little all three. <laughs> yeah, we got a little bit of all three. At least we're not a state. At least we're not a state. <laughs> yeah. There's been some interesting news in the world. I don't know if you're ready to jump in now. You want to jump in? Sure, of course, jump in. Well, sometimes it's just fun to chit-chat, you know, like the, the the few listeners we have, they come for the news, but they stay for the personality, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Or they leave for the personality. They're like, this news part's okay, but these people, I can't stay in them. <laughs> also likely. Yeah. There was some bit of news coming out of Northern Ireland a bit ago. We didn't get a chance to talk about it on the podcast, but it's... Yeah, please do now, because you and I were talking about it later on. It's Sinn Féin, right? Which uh, means us alone in Gaelic, Irish... For the first time, they won the Northern Irish election. I don't know if anyone knows the situation. I won't get too deep into it. But Ireland is made up of four provinces. One of those provinces is Ulster. And when Ireland got free of the British Empire in 1918, three of those provinces split off. One of them didn't. And that one that didn't became Northern Ireland, which is technically a country within the United Kingdom. Since the United Kingdom is a hemorrhaging empire and Brexit and one thing after the other, they now <laughs> elected the party, the political wing of the IRA. Sinn Féin. <laughs> nice. I love the IRA. You know, it's beautiful. The Irish Republican Army from the past is the reason Ireland got its freedom. But then there was the IRA in the 70s, the way the British Special Service treated them and all that. It's fucking garbage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't, we, we don't want to get all into the depths of the details of all that right now, but it is great that Sinn Féin won in Northern Ireland. Yeah, definitely. That's another victory. I asked my Irish friend what he thought about it, and he said, quote, well, as always, someone wins, gets a majority, can't form a government, gets blocked by the, quote, Democratic Unionist bastards, end quote. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my Irish friend. A man after my own heart. That's, uh, that's, quite, uh, that's quite a way he's saying. Yeah, the question I have is, will the UK respect the new arrangement, you know, if they do actually form a government and start to do what they say? How long? Until they try to separate. Exactly. I mean, we already they already got themselves into that kind of separation. Like you said, Northern Ireland, like Belfast, and part of those kinds of, is, is part of the United Kingdom, while Dublin in Southern Ireland is part of their own state, right? So, Well, those crazy fucking unionist bastards, as my Irish friend said, would definitely start lighting shit on fire and restart the troubles if United Kingdom was no longer the official country of Northern Ireland. Yeah, exactly. That stuff goes back so far. I mean, it, was only, it wasn't that long ago when people were hurting each other. But are we really going to live in the past of violence? Come on, unite the island. 
Yeah, this isn't this is a 1950s Cuba or you know whatever. No, but the orange the orange men, the Protestants in Northern Ireland. I mean, they have a very strong belief that they should they should continue to be part of the union, as they call it, the United Kingdom instead of the Union of Ireland. It's kind of a weird way to talk about it. Good for those crazy Irish bastards. Good on ya. <laughs> we all love you. We all love you. Yeah. I love drinking your whiskey. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Although Scotch whiskey is, at least the ones that I've had, is just a tad better than the Irish whiskeys I've had. But I've probably never had really good Irish whiskey. Actually, I know I haven't. Best I've had is 20-something, 20, 30-something dollars a bottle. You know the Al Jazeera reporter that was shot? Yes. You and I were talking about that in our last episode, yeah. Yeah, so those in a funeral procession honoring her, the martyr Shireen Abdu Akleh. Mm-hmm. who was sniped dead by Israeli forces. They were attacked, the, the people in the funeral procession were attacked again by Israeli forces, wow. who were only bravely defending themselves from the mourners who at most threw rocks. Yeah. Wow, that's just insane. As usual. And the response was swift and disproportional, as also usual. And as is the stated tactic of the Israeli forces when dealing with Palestinians and the supporters, to be swift and disproportional. You know, they want to hit hard, and they came in hard. The mourners who had the grim job of being the pallbearers bore not only the weight of the coffin, but the condemnation of the Israeli media and the international corporate press. Basically, they were said that they were hiding out under the coffin, using it as a shield. <laughs> the pallbearers. That's what the international media reported of it. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. The, the, it's not only was the media and the police state slamming down hardest in that area. It's just like watching in a slow motion what I said earlier. They're trying to instigate a jihad. They attack coffin bearers and co- say that they're rioters hiding out under the coffin yeah jesus yeah the provocation it knows no end it's very crazy because like a lot of people use those as an excuse oh yeah they were they were being violent we had to shoot them with rubber bullets and live rounds and stuff like that and it's like no that's not what's happening you guys are the instigators like you're the ones who are doing this <laughs> all right let's smoke them and choke them What is that? Monkey gas! Monkey gas. Oh. My. God. Monkey pox! In Montreal. Yeah. We were there. Yeah. They have two confirmed cases and they didn't even count you, so that's like three at least. Oh yeah, my god, I was here. I know. <laughs> Two and a half. Um, no, you know what the funny thing is? I was actually watching this on the news at work today. And they're like, yeah, monkey, monkey pox outbreak in several uh, provinces. I was like, really? Is this going to be the new thing now? And they're showing pictures of people that have it. I was like, holy shit. It scared the hell out of me. I know. Look at all you jungle lovers and swinging apes. There's a new AIDS in town. And it's got scary bumps. Yeah. It's being marketed as going after young men who go after other young men, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so, so it's a rare variety of smallpox. Apparently, for those of you collecting the rare diseases, for a sick, twisted mashup of Pokemon and Bingo, score. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Score. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. Well, we just got back from a pretty rough and rowdy trip to Montreal, and there were, like I said, two confirmed cases and 20 possibles being looked into. I don't know about you, Mr. D, but I'm fun glad I kept my nose clean and out of those monkey bottoms. No judgment, of course. Yeah, definitely me too. And no judgment for the other people. We You do you. You do you, we do us, and that's about it. I mean, yeah. Y- you did disappear for a little bit there in Montreal. Are you sure you don't have monkeypox? <laughs> I hope not. I don't know where the wind took me that night, but... Uh... <laughs> Rolling with the monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Uh, funniest thing I heard all week. 
George W. Bush. I miss this guy. Let's bring back the classics. Let's bring, let's bring back the guy that's illiterate and who can't read and literally is a war criminal. Yes, let's bring him back. Okay, well, he's not technically illiterate, and he can technically read, but he can't read well. And he's not, like, yeah. well-read, but he's yeah. he's what I call meh-literate, which is you can read, but you choose not to. It's meh. Yeah. I miss this guy, though, like I said, especially for good political gaffe. And yeah. this one exposed decades of actual policy and rendered billions of dollars in propaganda obsolete. It was great. Did you see about this? No, what, what's the phone call? Yeah, yeah what's, the, what's the phone call? Oh, so in a phone call with Vladimir Vovan Kuznetsov and Alexei Lexis of their Russian prank call show, they got him on the phone and they pretended that he was, they were Zelensky. And... <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I know. Do you want to hear some of the quotes? They're that, they're that good. Oh, man. We, we need to play that clip. <laughs> oh, buddy. Some of the things he says was, your mission is to destroy as many Russian troops as you can. And the question is, will you continue receiving the help you need? And I certainly hope so. That was Bush. <laughs> He, he added it was very important for the U.S. to continue to lead in assisting Ukraine. And he was asked whether he agreed that the sentiment that the conflict in Ukraine was really a confrontation between the rest and Russia. Bush answered, yeah. Wow. He said, I felt that Ukraine needed to be in the EU and NATO. Yeah, of course he did. Yeah. this is, Just admitting shit that they're like, no, no, that's not how we feel. But then they're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's not how we feel. But no, we, in secret, we're going to talk to him and bring him in. And yeah, we wanted to be part of the Nazi NATO. I mean, Sweden and Finland are already going to be signing up for this. So yeah, we're going to talk about that in a second. Here's another quote by him. He's like asked, he was asked to address the fact that Russia, they've said that James Baker, the US Secretary of State under George Bush's father, had promised Mikhail Gorbachev that they would not expand not the NATO that now is expanding eastward even more in 1990. And Bush Jr. said that such promises were irrelevant because they're made a long time yeah. ago. He said, quote, listen, times change. Baker was a secretary of state with my dad, which was years ago. And so uh, the United States must be flexible, adjusting to the times. <laughs> and that's why you're trying to show our support for your country now. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so it's a theme we like to say that hopefully the truth will prevail and howl when it doesn't, but in a rare admission but it does get less rare the more times bush speaks of the truth here is this gem russian elections are rigged political opponents are imprisoned or otherwise eliminated from participating in the electoral process the result is an absence of checks and balances in russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of iraq I mean, of Ukraine. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> 75. Bush admitting no person should be invading a single country, Iraq. But then he's like, Ukraine, so Iraq too. Oh, yeah. I, I did hear that. Yeah, when they said, oh, you shouldn't be invading uh, Ukraine because it's a single, like, it's a, you know, it's a country. But then he invaded Iraq and Afghanistan stuff. Yeah, yeah, And he said, I'm, I'm 75, so it doesn't matter. Jesus George Bush, make that man president again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's just see what happens then. It's true what they say, only the good die young, man. Bastards like him will live for a long time. Ugh. It's true. Well, they are vampires, so they exist off of the flesh and the breath of youth. You're no kidding. Speaking of Finland and Sweden apparently going to join NATO, did you hear that uh, Turkey actually said no to their entry into NATO? <laughs> really? No, I didn't hear about that. Not only is Turkey good for expanding their Ottoman Empire fantasy they also are good for something else i think the reason specifically is finland and sweden have a sanction against turkey for invading syria and they also have issues with turkey's there's an arms embargo against them 
against Turkey from Finland and Sweden, and Finland and Sweden also have ties to the PKK, which is the Kurdish group that Turkey considers to be a terrorist organization. Well, yeah, the, the yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the Workers' Party, yeah, the PKK and the PJK or whatever they're called. Yeah, the yeah, Libertarian Socialists. That's, that's what I like. Well, for good reason or bad reason, they did a good thing because I think you need all members to be on board, and if they're against it, well, then. Finland and Sweden might not get in, but of course Turkey's just going to use this advantageously in politics and get what they want out of the deal. Yeah, exactly. It won't actually mean that Finland and Sweden don't get in. Do you remember where we were in Montreal? And those two people, the, the or the Finns, the four Finns? Yep, yep. I, I was uh, literally just about to bring them up. That one guy that was in the yellow shirt, that was like, uh, uh, he was huge, man. You should have seen this guy. That guy was built like a tank. He was built like a Finnish tank. And he he hated the 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 Russians. Russian. He was like, "Oh, you know any Russians? Are you Russian?" Yeah, yeah. He was actually saying like, "Oh yeah, if he saw any Russians walking down the street, he like beat the shit out of them and stuff like that." And we're like, "Dude, like, <laughs> really?" I would like to say him act like that tough in Russia. He's in Montreal when everyone's flying a Ukraine flag. To go see you go to Russia and act that tough, buddy. But the way he talk is like asking us, "Are we Russian? Do we look Russian to you? Do we speak Russian?" Uh, we were waiting by an ATM, and these four guys couldn't figure out the ATM. Yeah, they couldn't figure <laughs> Even though they actually spoke very uh, well English, it's just I don't think they could read real well, but... Oh, they were shit-faced. I don't know, they just couldn't figure out... They, they, yeah, they were completely shit-faced. They were, yeah, they were just... Ugh. End of story. They were just loaded. See, it seemed like pretty decent guys, don't get us wrong, but like they were they were kind of like uh, meatheads in, in some sort of ways, too. I mean, you know, coming to a foreign country... And- ah, they're hopped up on goofy juice and propaganda. Yep, pretty much. And that one guy probably was a meathead because his his neck was probably as thick as his head. Yeah. And if you're that, if you're a very intelligent person and you have that thick of a head, Jesus, look out because you must be a smart motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wonder how many street fights he's been in. Probably quite a few. Yeah. Funniest news that I heard was the Bush thing. Probably the best news I heard was Turkey saying no, even for their own selfish interest, to Finland and Sweden joining the NATO. And the most, I guess shady but also biggest news for canada that i heard canada is officially going to ban the huawei tech which is chinese 5g yep i already heard that today too on the news yeah they're actually um these uh the chinese are saying that the united states put pressure on canada to ban this and canada basically responded saying that they were actually the last country that actually banned huawei and the other chinese company as well saying that well but we also jailed ming wang zhu we're just a lapdog. It's proof for lapdogs. Yeah, exactly. And basically what also happened is the Chinese in retaliation jailed a couple of uh, Canadians. And yeah, it's a whole back and forth thing. Yeah, the two Michaels. They were, they were spies though. Those guys were spies. She was not a spy. She was a CEO yeah. who testified against, against rules that China didn't agree to follow when they agreed to follow the WTO. They didn't agree that America could just change and sanction whoever they want all the time. Exactly. Huawei did business with Iran. America said... We want a really powerful person, basically, to come and testify and claim he didn't. And when she came, she they testified, they set her up, and then instead of arresting her themselves, they waited till she was in Canada. They had Canada do it because they are weak-willed in a way that they make their partners do the dirty work. Yeah, exactly. Bullshit. The Five Eyes countries is what we're part of. The Five Eyes countries, which is the name of the U.S. empire, gives to its closest security franchises, I mean partners, consisting of New Zealand, U.K., Australia, U.S., and Canada. Mm-hmm. It's long integrated its intelligence operations with the private technology companies. Companies such as Google, Bell, Rogers, Talus, AT&T, Yahoo, Facebook, Instagram, other socials, you name it. Chinese company comes along Huawei and ZTE. They've been accused of doing the same thing recently by our corporatocracy because they've been doing it for years. The proof the Chinese companies were spying? That's not needed. Any more than the fact that they say, well, we would do the same thing. Exactly. Clearly, clearly. Good enough for me. And apparently the rest of the business community. 
Preventing free market competitive price limits has always been a goal of big business, even though they claim to be free market. And this is no exception. Now Canada's jumped on board with his other partners in the Five Eyes and Band Huawei and ZTE. It's a boon to the tech companies Bell and Telus too, because they teamed up with Ericsson and Nokia here, who can now, they can now continue to operate without competition in 5G prices, just like our other communication costs, like cell phone prices, can continue being the highest in the world. And now allegedly only friendly governments can spy on us. Great. At least Nokia is involved, so the tech will be indestructible and survive nuclear apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. Because remember Nokia phones? So that's a that's a boon. That's a plus. Mm-hmm. Privacy and less for, from us. Free market except when it interferes with our profits. We can all breathe a sigh of relief for partial privacy and lighter wallets. Yeah, I always laugh when people say like, oh yeah, I'm for free market. It's like, how free? Like third world Sri Lanka free? Because it's as free as it gets. <laughs> Yeah, our, our markets are not free. It's a, it's a duopoly at best. They long ago decided that they couldn't operate full monopolies, so they split it around five or six companies, controlling everything. Conglomerates that would make our great-grandparents disgusted. They used to be upset when media companies were congealing into 50 companies. Now they're into, what, five or four? Yeah. That's no different when it comes to these tech companies. But no, you can't let China come in. Even though we claim they're spying, we've actually offered the proof. Mm-hmm. And how do we know our countries? I mean, our country's probably spying. The United States definitely spies. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, no, Five Eyes admits it. That's what I mean. Yeah. They've long integrated their spying with the private market. That's one of the things Edward Snowden declared. Yeah. There was a famous slide. The slide starts in 2007. It ends in 2013. And it shows the PRISM program, which is when the data collection begins by the NSA. Microsoft on board 2007. Yahoo on board 2008. Google on board 2009. Facebook 2009. Pal Talk, whatever that is, 2009, YouTube 10, Skype 2011, AOL 2011, Apple 2012. Huh. So that's the true integration of spying. And that was NSA. That was their initial, that was their internal slides that Edward Snowden showed. Wow. That program only cost them uh, $20 million a year. And they have billions of dollars of assets or of a billion dollars of assets and billion dollars of yearly budgets to spy on us. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, just, uh, you know, every time you say yes to free, just remember there's no such thing as a free lunch. It's always it's always strings attached, right? Yeah. That comes to your security. That comes to you being spied on. Because it got to make the money somehow. It makes me upset because we're talking about the election. But really, are any of those parties talking about that? No. Were they, were they really doing anything about it when Edward Snowden revealed it in the first place? No. Mm-hmm. Not really. They've purged their parties. They've purged the people in their parties that are radical enough. And radical means they know the truth and they tell it. Yeah. That's what they call a radical. Yeah. Not radical is being fine with unaccountable spying agencies being in charge and claiming that they're protecting you. That's fine. But what's not fine is people being upset about it or wanting to let, wanting to let the Chinese technology come in because really... People think it's uh, people think it's naive to say they wouldn't spy. No, I'm sure Chinese would use those technologies to spy if they had the opportunity. I'm sure they would. Yeah. But in the end, it's who cares? They're fucking spying on us. We're spying on them. You're spying on me. They're spying on me. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> you think if you're not going to respect my privacy, you want me to be afraid of the Chinese when you've already violated my privacy all the time? It's like the boogeyman's already in your bed and he's telling you to look out for fucking Dracula. Yeah, sorry. Even if you're telling the truth, I'm not listening to that that dipshit yeah he's like oh just come a little closer and come come you know come here i'll look i'll protect you from dracula mm, you have a pile of bones around you that still have rotting flesh on them yeah yeah that's part of it it's it's gonna protect you okay i'll just back up slowly no don't 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 dracula's there yeah that's fine i'll try dracula out fuckers i just want to drink your blood on move to china bitch exactly learn mandarin they can call me a traitor because I actually know the truth that maybe China is not the enemy. Maybe the only reason we try to protect China is the enemy so that we can continue the war state. 
Yeah, military industrial com- yeah, military industrial complex for the win. Yeah, the milk the Micamat. Military industrial yeah. complex, intelligence, Congress, Silicon Valley, fucking well, what do you think? What do you think happened when they, like, when as soon as Russia went into war with the Ukraine, everybody literally just like blockaded Russia, Apple, Google, uh, Zoom, everybody was just like, yeah, we're not, we're not doing any Netflix. They're like, yeah, we're we're stopping this Amazon too, and it's like, okay, but you're not hurting the oligarchs. The oligarchs already knew about this. They don't give a shit. And their businesses are the ones that are going to come in and to replace those failed businesses. Yeah, people are going to not give their money nowhere. People in Russia. They're not going to give their money to Netflix. They'll give their money to Russia Flix or whatever comes to replace it. Exactly. Or McDonald's will close. You think all those businesses in prime real estate are going to stay closed with fucking grills and shit? Yeah. No, someone else is going to start a company there. Yeah. Exactly. It'll be called like, fuck McDonald's, fuck America. You ever, you ever seen that? Oh, Coming to America, McDowell's. You ever seen that? Coming to America? The movie with uh, Eddie Murphy? When he lives in Africa and he, oh, comes, yeah, to the, that, and he yeah. comes to New York and he's like, I try to, I, I opened up my own McDonald's. It's like, what's McDonald's? It's kind of like McDonald's. They tried to sue me. <laughs> it's like they lost. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Other news. White House is considering lifting some of the sanctions on Venezuela. But don't get too excited <laughs> because, quote, they won't stop the maximum pressure sanction campaign against them. It's a very minor concessions, including lifting sanctions on a specific executive of Chevron, which is Venezuela's oil company, and entering into talks about potentially lifting the sanctions. But it isn't out of the goodness of the Blackhearts in Washington, trust me. They're trying to isolate the Russian energy position by filling the gap in as many ways as they can. And they're also doing so on the stated behalf of Juan Guaido, the fake, never-elected puppet president of Venezuela. Remember that guy? Who doesn't live there or have one single riding or office? Yeah. He has chosen the boy. He's a chosen boy of the U.S. though, so. Yeah, so he must be good. I, this is coming from a, a country, the United States, that tried to overthrow Venezuela. The, the stupid pay up bigs invasion that happened several years ago where they sent a bunch of mercenaries from Silver Corps. The guy that actually owns this Canadian. Ooh, shocker there. And uh, it failed big time in their faces. I mean, these guys, the guys that like, they, I think they took over from the West, East, and South. And they got like picked off. Jordan yeah, Goudreau. Yeah, they got picked off. Very, that was the yeah, guy's yeah. name, Jordan Goudreau. was from Quebec, yeah, yeah. just some mercenary. Yeah. And it failed so miserably. And they just abandoned the guys yeah, they had set exactly, up to go there. Yeah. Like 30 just super hungry guys got surrounded by fishing Pushing boats. boats. Fucking ar- armed little. Yeah. They have l- small collectives that are in charge of their own affairs in Venezuela. Like it's not actually a dictatorship in the way people think. So people there protect their country when they have foreigners invading and they fucking surrounded these guys and then they just basically sold out Goudreau. Yeah, just, they sold them out. Uh, some of them got killed. Some of them got captured. They showed their passports, their names, everything on. Uh, but yeah, it's like what a bunch of idiots, man. Like this is coming from a country that has the lot, largest, biggest uh, oil export in the world. I think second is what um, Saudi Arabia and third is Canada. And like they've tried to kill their, their presidents there multiple times. And a couple months back, uh, Biden even went down there and tried to talk to the guy that's, uh, um, that's the president of Venezuela and said, hey, is it possible for you to sell us some of your oil? And I think the guy, I, I hope he told him no, because it's like, you guys try to kill me multiple times. Like, what the hell would I do something like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, it's what, it just goes on and on. Like, I don't believe this for a second. I think what, what they said they're doing is they're working with um, Juan Guaido, not Jordan Goudreau. I know the name's familiar. They're working with Juan Guaido to allow Chevron to work in the United States. But you know what I bet they would do? They would let them sell and then not actually release the money back into Venezuela. Yeah. But Venezuela has played with these tricks for a while. So I don't think they're going to be wa- – they're going to be very wary yeah. to any p- tricks that Washington might have up their sleeve. And do you know what Washington's saying in response to this very mild, weak, white toast attempt to stop some of the Ill- super illegal sanctions on, on Venezuela? 
Just to put it in perspective, Venice, the sanctions against Venezuela, they stopped roughly 99% of Venezuela's economy. That's according to envoys and special rapporteurs from the United Nations. Mm-hmm. They have looked at this very carefully. It's costing about $20 million a day to the Venezuelan economy. Wow. So they're going to come in and they're going to say, we're going to let one guy be unsanctioned and we're going to possibly their their whole concession is they're going to possibly start talks with letting chevron sell oil in america again hmm. and this is america's response this is washington's response to it one quote one washington officials quoted saying we are not doing this to reverse trump's maximum pressure campaign our policy overall has not changed unquote democratic senator bob menendez saying biden must quote reflect refrain from lifting any additional sanctions until maduro makes concrete concessions at the negotiating table <laughs> wow. yet they're making no concessions themselves this is the Republican. Republican House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy saying the president was, quote, doubling down on his America last energy policies, quote, end quote, and that, quote, socialist Democrats would rather do business with socialist regimes instead of giving good jobs to American workers while Americans pay the highest gas prices in history, end quote. Marco Rubio, again, Republican, saying, quote, he... Biden continues to appease dictators, and Ted Cruz, Dem- Republican, says the administration, quote, continues to appease and show weakness to practically every enemy of America, including the Taliban, Cuba, China, Russia, Iran, and Venezuela. Wow. That's what they do when they just do really literally nothing. We're going to take sanctions off of one guy and maybe talk about letting one of your companies do business. And they've, they're they affecting $20 million a day that's starving the people, and yet we're told the, that everything happening in Venezuela is because Venezuela just can't possibly manage its affairs because it's so socialist not that the american sanctions are affecting 20 million fucking dollars a day against venezuela's economy and i still people believe this i still i still see venezuelans though sticking it out man i mean they're tough people and they're not taking any shit oh yeah but do you see how the america views them democrats republicans they're both lining up to condemn even the smallest amount of removing the sanctions and yet when trump started turning up the sanctions the media was like oh yeah like trump's just crazy everything he does is crazy and then trump leaves office do they change any of the shit that trump did no because trump was all just a perfect fucking disinformation campaign you thought he was on your side, so you ignored it. Bad shit he did. You thought he was an enemy, but you thought he was an enemy in the dumbest of ways, so you ignored all the shit he did that was basically for the state all the time. Yeah. He was never, unless you saw Trump as what he was, which was the perfect embodiment of corporate America, running America, unless you saw that, you totally got him so wrong. And so many people got him so wrong. And that should have been one of the easiest things to see. He's a goddamn brand with a golden toilet. You couldn't see that this guy was the perfect embodiment of what America represented at this point in history. Uh, getting into that concept a little bit further, the Antichrist to me is a Greek concept, and it's interesting you say that because you're Greek. Yeah. Anti means the opposite of. Yeah. Christ, when they use that term, meant to be like loving of your enemies and to fall upon the spear, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, don't kill, don't fight, yeah. just turn the other cheek. So any anything that was the opposite of that is the actual lit- literal philosophical definition of Antichrist. Everyone's waiting for this one specific Antichrist. But as someone who is a very deep atheist, I read the Bible as an atheist, and then as someone who started to believe in a higher power, I read the Bible that way too, and I've read lots of other holy books. And what it essentially says about Antichrist is it says that there are many that have already come into this world, and you will you will accept some of them. Not that there's this one guy they're waiting for. It's like any idea that is opposite of loving and of accepting your enemies and not fighting them. That is Antichrist. American, Amer- the American Empire, perfect embodiment of Antichrist. Babylonian Empire, perfect embodiment of Antichrist. Fucking U- United Kingdom Empire, perfect embodiment of Antichrist. All the empires that are killing people. France? France. Oh, oh no, totally. Like they said, oh, quote, Napoleon's the Antichrist. Oh, Obama's the Antichrist. Yeah, well, you're both right and wrong. They're all the Antichrist. There's no specific guy you're waiting for that's going to, like, convince you. You're already fucking convinced. That's the whole point. 
if you were not convinced, you'd reject all of this shit outright, like the way the Mennonites do or the Quakers do. They're the only ones that follow the true representation of what, the, in my opinion, the Christ is in the Bible. You can't even strike an enemy with a fist. How, how can you fucking join wars and shit in the name of Christianity? The only way you could do it back in the day is people were illiterate and they went to church and church Christian church says, yep, you do this on behalf of the Pope or whoever and you go kill people and they go, all right, that sounds good to me. But then once people start actually reading the Bible and they're like, yeah, I believe in this stuff. All right, cool. Oh, but I have to go join the army to go fight for a cause. Unless you're about to face imminent being killed by a military, how could you ever think that that would work in your belief structure? It's fucking backwards, man. to a lot of Americans down south that believe that way. Oh, yeah. And the Air Force, too. The Air Force is full of really hardcore evangelical Christians who think they're doing what they're doing on behalf of God. And they're like angels up in the sky dropping bombs down on poor people. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. (laughs) Fuck yeah, it is, man. Well, speaking of disinformation and fucking with people's heads, you know the disinformation board that we were talking about? The, quote, Ministry of Truth? Canceled! Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, because enough people were looking at it and saying, this is bullshit. That's all you got? Yeah, that's it. That's all you got? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We finally get a win, and all you well, say is, Well, it's, uh-huh. it's, it's a win right now. Let's just see how long it sticks. I don't think it'll stick yeah. forever, but Biden and them looking at it, everyone complaining on the internet in the world saying this is the dumbest thing in the history of the world you're going to have a disinformation board they're not going to stop what they're doing it's not like they're it's not like we won and they yeah. stopped their tactic they just realize we're not there yet where we can't literally name it and have people love it we'll just keep doing it calling it censor we won't so much even call it censors they call it fact checkers or hate speech experts at facebook or you know human bias uh re- registry trainers or something where they have like a whole group of people looking for what they call hate speech or what they you know stuff that but then they just relabel it facebook said that anything essentially questioning the massacres in ukraine but only goes one way if you were to question the massacres that they claim russia did if you were to question any massacres that ukraine did that's hate speech they can now they can now censor that they've been doing that they don't need an official government body to do that the government body was it's almost disinformation in and of itself because it gets everybody all upset and then they can give them a win everybody thinks to themselves yay we won just like i just did but really did you win not if you're smart enough to really get it you haven't won yet yep i believe that i can agree with that you're fucking full of energy today bud yeah i know <laughs> i do i worked a long shift today man pop a molly and let's get going we'll re-record <laughs> this bitch with you up and going <laughs> everybody we are the uncontainable canaries, and the reason for that is we're in a cage, but we're not in a cage, and we're all in a cave, and that's the allegory of the cave. We'll get into that more later, maybe, but essentially we're all in a cave, and we're the canaries in the cave, and we're going to warn you if the air is a little too poisonous. And the air is bullshit. The gas is bullshit. <laughs> and by cave, we mean the Matrix. <laughs> it, well, the Matrix was a Neoplatonic movie. They talked about yeah. the idea of Plato's allegory of the cave where you wake up, and yeah. that's not an escapist fantasy bullshit where they talk about all the stuff right now the idea that everything's a simulation no they're trying to create a simulation and they're trying to make you accept it because if everything's a simulation then who cares if they're just building another simulation within the simulation but plato's allegory of the cave and descartes idea that we could all just be a brain in a jar but it doesn't matter because i think therefore i am all overcame this nonsense long before even computers throw a little bit of computer lingo on it and people just go huh get get stupefied you are not a simulation. You are real. Even if you are completely being simulated, your thoughts make you real. I think, therefore, I am. 
Don't forget it. That's escapist. As we're, as we're killing off the poor and the planet and the whole biosphere, the idea that you're just in a simulation is what the elites want you to think so you don't stand up against them. Because if it's all a simulation, you might as well just have a little fun and jack into the machine, you know? Yeah, fair enough. You're fucking, you're fucking real, Mr. Democracy, and I'm fucking real. And don't ever real. let the bastards make you forget it. And everybody's real. Even the robots. Who created the robots, man, did. Exactly. Who gave them a heart? Love man. did. Yeah, love. What what made man love? What is love? Light. Well, deep. Yep. Take some psychedelics and trip on that one for a little mm-hmm. bit, everybody. Like and subscribe or follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I don't think you've posted anything on Facebook, but Instagram and Twitter, we got a little mm-hmm. bit going on there. Definitely. Anyway, marketing, if you know it, if you're good at it, if you're listening to us, if you want to help, message us. We'll pay you and we'll negotiate that. We'll give you a percentage of any money that we earn over the years of the show. Any money you get, you get money to market us. Hmm? No? Well. That would be pretty sweet. Everybody, this has been a really good podcast. It's not as long as the others. We're going to put some sweet little sound effects in there for you. Hopefully you like the little bings and the pings and the little jokes. Make it a little more entertaining for you. Mm-hmm. Get through this hard time together. I'm Mr. Democracy. I'm Mr. Freedom. We'll catch you on the flip side. Yeah, we'll catch you on the flip side. We'll see you next week. Have a good one.